to all the Facebook casuals, we are sorry, but Commando Steve is not on this season. Welcome, everybody, to the Survivor Madness podcast. I am your host, Eli. I am here with Ethan. Hello, everyone. And we are here to recap the first episode of Australian Survivor All-Stars. Don't fuck with Shane Gould. But Shane Gould got fucked. Exactly what I was going to say. Oh. Where Poor do we Shane. start? Where do we start? Look, it, honestly, it was quite predictable that this would happen, although I did like the edit that the episode kind of concluded with, with it looking like Harry could actually go, with it looking like Henry might actually just grab that idol and play it for Shane. Oh, my God. The little boy inside of me was just like, dude, when Jonathan says who has an idol and wants to play it, I was just expecting Henry to just be like, Jonathan grabs up, goes to the tree, snatches it out, it's just like, I'm playing this for Shane. <laughs> and I was petrified, because I did not want Harry going. Yeah, see, that's the thing. If it was someone else, like a Lee, we'd be like, yeah, boy. Exactly. But if it was for me, if it was literally anyone else but Harry, I would be all down for it. Yeah, but yeah. since it is Harry, then I was most likely crying if it actually happened. Where do we start, though? Like, great montage at the start of the episode. I loved how um they actually edited the montage so that the first six minutes they released about a month ago, they just kind of added to. Yeah. Like, seeing Zach in the snake edit. Yeah! Yes, remember I brought that, yeah, remember actually, I brought that up and I was like, yeah. where was Zach in the snake promo? If and there he is. If you haven't heard our uh, cast assessment, go check it out. We are pretty much spot on so far, just based on the first episode. Yeah, like, it's just... But then, you were right. Zach just looks so out of place in that snake promo. Poor Moana and Jackie, though. They just weren't in a group. Yeah, they were just like the... I guess you're here. (laughs) (laughs) The (laughs) fill-ins. Yeah. Oh, well. Not our problem. But... One thing I do want to mention, one thing that sort of irked me with the episode, like, don't get me wrong, I was like a little, I was literally a child squealing when like the intro popped up. But then as we got deeper and deeper into the episode, and then after the episode, I made a count of who actually got confessionals in the premiere of Survivor. And half the cast did not get one confessional. It's funny you mention that because I'm so used to seeing Australian Survivor and players not have confessionals that I was like, hey, they actually showed a lot of the All-Stars. <laughs> but like, reality is they did not. Like, and I think, well, I can sort of see why the people who were promoted were promoted because all the people that were promoted at least got one confessional except for Phoebe. Yes, okay. It's funny you mentioned that because I was going to mention this all at the end and say this is the only things I didn't like about the episode because the episode was hype. But considering you brought it up, so I I actually felt like chills watching that the first six minutes where they were doing the hero montages of like 
everyone and freaking Abby doing a front flip. Oh and my like, god, yes. Adding, adding everyone into that was just amazing. And seeing Zach. By the way, how <laughs> huge is this unit? Oh, like, he is... Like, what? compared to, like, scrawny Harry, he, he is He looked gigantic. so much bigger this season. So much yeah. bigger. But, anyway. So, I was disappointed that such a goddess like Phoebe, no confessionals, barely shown, and I'm like... Bruh, we all want Phoebe. You need to show us Phoebe. That was the one thing that I was really caught up about. I was like, why do we not get a Phoebe confessional? Like, I'm really hoping we get one tonight. She's literally one of the biggest players out there. We saw Harry. We saw AK. We saw David. That's what every fan wants to see. We did not see Phoebe. Yeah, everyone wants to see Phoebe. I'm sure Phoebe would like to see Phoebe. (laughs) I'm sure she does. But... I think the problem was for me, I'll just get the negatives out of the way, because there was a lot of positives in the episode. But yeah, the fact that, okay, I'd sort of looked it up, and with I can understand why the tribe that didn't go to tribal council, I think it was about seven of them, or six or seven, that didn't get a single confessional. I can understand why, because of course they didn't go to tribal. But the fact that the tribe that went to tribal council Half of the tribe did not get a confessional about it. Sean? Why do we not see Sean and Shane? Exactly. Like, Sean is the one person who would probably have the most information since she is Shane's, obviously, number one ally. So the fact that we didn't see at least one confessional about talking about Shane is yeah. just a bit odd. Yeah, and here's the thing. I actually thought Shane got a really good edit for a first boot. Like... I mean, normally Australian Survivor does actually edit the first boots, like, really well. Yeah. And they get their whole story shown within that first episode. Like, for Shane, it brought up how she's an ex-Olympian, she's a champion, and that she won Survivor before. She got a good positive edit, and then she was talked about a lot in all different phases. Like, when they first got there, after they got there, after the challenge, the immunity challenge. She got a great edit, and she was shown a lot, and... You just kind of finished that episode being like, okay, this is all I needed to see from Shane. I'm not sure if you got that impression, but... I, de- I definitely did. I feel like... And I, I'm kind of glad that she's first boot. It just yeah. made oh, sense. Yeah. And it the editing was perfect, like, for that regard. But you're right. We just needed that little bit of Sean and Shane because I know how close they are outside the game. They were so close in the game. It was just exactly. And... I feel like if Shane survived that first tribal council, what else would we get from Shane that's different to what we saw in episode one? <laughs> yeah. Her I looking mean, for idols. Exactly. <laughs> we got her looking for an idol. Tick. We got her saying, don't fuck with Shane Gould. Tick. And then we got the finger point of death, okay? <laughs> Best point of the episode. That was golden. That was... Okay. I think that was my that was personally my favorite part of the whole episode, to be honest. Like that is just so Shane Gould. Like that is, is the most sneakiest thing ever. But you know what sort of would have been more badass from Shane? If she just went out went outright instead of doing the finger pointing, she was just like, I want Harry gone. Oh, you're right here, Harry. Oh well <laughs> now you know. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I mean, we got what we got from Shane. 
we weren't going to get anything else. So, her being the first boot is perfect. And we predicted and it. We did predict it. Tick. First prediction right of the whole series. What's our next prediction? Jericho tonight? Yeah, Jericho is second. I mean, if... The well, yellow, they are making it up like it's the first blind side, and I'm thinking it's going to be Jericho, but like someone like David's going to vote him. I don't know. Yeah, I, it's going to be very interesting. But I saw the promo, and that the biggest tribal council ever is not meant to be until the Wednesday episode. Yeah, apparently. they actually screwed that um, the advertising up for that because it was meant to be Tuesday. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, initially, it was meant to be Tuesday, I think, and then they changed it to the Wednesday. I don't know, but so maybe we're getting two epic tribals. Who knows? Like, I hope yeah. So, <laughs> but. One thing that I think has to be mentioned is right at the beginning of the challenge, that first challenge, really, the reward challenge, and what was up for reward. Do you think that's too overpowered okay. of a reward? Yes. yes. Okay. Like, I was that gave thinking, me I was Fiji vibes. This, this was exactly what I'm thinking. This was giving me Fiji vibes, and I was like, are we really just going to like make some other tribe really shit? They literally gave him a shit camp. Like, and I'm like, this is Fiji, right? Yeah, this has it Survivor was Fiji, Fiji, right? Or was it? Yeah, it was Fiji, yeah, right? Survivor yeah, Survivor Fiji, the haves and the have-nots all over again. And it like, was like, you're just going to screw a tribe like that? like On All-Stars 2? Yeah. <laughs> like, I had like, genuine PTSD. There better be a reward challenge today that is like really good where you know it, it's some redemption for the other tribe if they yeah. win like what if it's just from now on each reward challenge is who gets to stay at the nice camp and for the next some, what is and one tribe each tribe gets um each tribe member gets a hundred dollars of those ahm luke toki <laughs> advertising oh, yes we're gonna be getting a shit ton of that this season i mean I mean, maybe off topic, but your thoughts on seeing Luke Toki on Survivor <laughs> All Stars? Technically, yeah, technically, he's there. He looks so uncomfortable. I was like, ah, uh, like, I'm not sure. Do I really want to see like over a hundred times in the next whatever few weeks? Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. But one thing I did mention as well, um, I saw it's no, it's only 50 days this season. Yeah, not 55. What does so, that mean? Final does that, three? Does that mean we're getting final three, or are we not going to be getting any non-elimination episodes? No, look, it's conf- like it's basically the way Australian Survivor works is it always happens. It's going to happen. But... Yeah, I but... think they're gonna do it differently, so it won't be Exile Island slash whatever they called that last season. I yeah. think it's gonna be similar to season two, where two people get voted off onto a new tribe. By the way, guys, this isn't a spoiler. This is just a prediction straight out the bat. I think it's gonna be like that season two, where they vote someone out, and then JLP is like, "Oh, by the way, you're voting someone else out." And they vote that person out straight away. And then 
these two just join the new tribe and we might have a, like two others swapping over again if that makes sense just like um season two so that's that's my prediction on it so what do you think about that type of like elimination twist do you think that might happen again where they swap to um i think that is a real possibility because would Henry do it again if he's still in at that point? Would, oh, I I hope at, not. At this stage, I feel like he would, though. He probably would, because Henry is just Henry at the moment. But, because I remember from last season, that the um that whole exile thing, like, that took up, yeah, probably about five days, I think it was. Like, five or four days. So, yeah. I think if they get rid of that, then it just does go back to 50 anyway. So they probably just aren't, aren't doing that again. Yeah, look, I didn't really like last season's Exile. Like, but that you was know just what? Terrible. I can be grateful for one thing about Australian Survivor. We do not have Edge of Extinction. Bless. But who knows? Like, we could go into like episode like eight, and then we can see Shane Gould just pop up again. And she wins. <laughs> and she wins the whole thing. Like, you just do not know. Like, could we? The cast be completely bamboozled. I doubt it, but I mean, imagine if they did that. That's like some Pearl Island shit where they like yeah. don't tell the the audience. Don't yeah, don't tell the audience, and then yeah, it's gonna be awesome, but it's not I gonna happen. Lapalio is a lot better of a producer than Probes to be like, oh yeah, let's do this twist. Like, I mean, literally, um, he he uh, actually. Off topic a bit, but he actually um created that twist of last season. I think about uh he sat down with the executive producer or whatever the show's creator, whoever it was, and he brought up this twist about Luke and the sending someone back to tribal. That twist, yeah, remember where he sent yeah, yeah. back? and that's just brilliant. I love those type of twists. And plus, when I remember the. That whole exile thing had a massive negative reception by everyone in the audience, so they probably have just scrapped that. I mean, but then, oh, but then that episode wouldn't have been; those episodes wouldn't have been shown before All Stars commenced. So, good point. Good point. But who knows? But the one thing I'm the one thing about Jonathan is he actually listens to the fans, unlike Mr. Probes. Probes, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, Probes. We I are tweet on your probes back. every day, and I'm like, can you please stop EOE? It's and that and bring back extinction. Stephanie. And it's that and bring back Stephanie Valencia. R.I.P. Stephanie Valencia. Not dead, but your survivor career is. Okay, moving on from that whole debacle, should we talk about the person? Well, we should. Whilst we were on Shane, we may as well just get rid of the other person who probably won't ever be mentioned ever again because they won't have anything else to do with their lives on the island. Is Lydia? That's so true. I'm I'm looking forward to a like purple edit, Lydia. Like yeah. Woo, Lydia got out Shane, which really she didn't. Yeah, literally like we predicted. Like we predicted it, 
but it was actually smart on her half. I will give her credit. It was for, for saying, "Hey, this is like like Harry. She made Harry do all the dirty work." Yeah, exactly. But then I don't know. I liked. I appreciate the move, but for the way that she was going on, like she was the mastermind behind everything. Like, eh, I'm not too sure. Like, yes, you got like you got someone else to do it, but that's all well and good. But like, the fact that you just hidden the shadows and tried to claim it for yourself, it's. I don't know, it's a bit like a double-edged sword, I guess, in trying to claim the move. Because you can claim that you got Harry to do it, but then you can't claim it for yourself. It's crazy how after 90 minutes, it's just like we saw the end of that rivalry. Yes. (laughs) Now, what do we do with Lydia? But, after that episode, it does give me just the slightest bit of hope of a transformation of Lydia. Because, like, I didn't... Like, she was savage, man. Like, I do not remember that attitude in last season. Like, she came out there, and she just had this massive villainess attitude with her. And I kind of liked it. Yeah, but... Like, her whole point was just get out there and get... Yeah, get vengeance. Yeah, but But... what happens now? We get nothing. We're not... Hey, Matt Rogers is still out there, too. <laughs> and Sean. Yeah, that's a fair point. And I guess even Shawnee. So there's always going to be, I guess, someone that she can go towards. How good was that Shawnee uh, voting confessional? Oh, bless Shawnee, man. Just bless her whole soul. I loved it. And then Shane's exiting confessional, too. She was pretty much that. Yeah, at least I've won this game before. Ha ha ha, suckers. I'm 500k richer than them. Yeah. So, fair play. Fair play. But, it's really not much, still much not to be said about Lydia. But someone who was very, very involved in the episode. My man, <laughs> Henry. Ethan Midcoff. <laughs> yes. I just had to die for a second. But Henry, man, what the hell? Who would have thought that Henry would be the ultimate star in episode one of Australian Survivor All-Stars? Dude, that, is got, that is the definition of, like, some Jacob Ghost Island shit right there, though. Like, he was going way too hard. He went He here. was... I mean... He was just way too insane for my liking. But he has fa- he did find that clue, and he told Matt Rogers about it. Do you reckon that was smart of him? Because Matt's fighting that regardless, so. Yeah, that was pretty smart to tell Matt. Good move. It was, because if Matt's going to... Matt will fight it anyway, so now he has an ally on the other side. Which yeah, is always but is there another one hidden, or is it just the one hidden at tribal? I think it. W- I think it was just the one hidden at tribal. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. I think both of their clues had the same symbol on it. 
So Matt going to tribal tonight's gonna look so sketchy. Oh, yeah, we're gonna have another episode of just like if if they go to tribal. All, that's the just thing. his head to the back of his like all the way at the back, just like huh huh huh. What are you? Lo-? And then Jonathan, you know, it's my exposure and be like, oh, what are you doing, Matt? Catching flies or what? It's <laughs> like oh oh, oh 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 nothing, Jonathan, nothing, man. <laughs> But look, it's going to be interesting now because when Matt goes to Tribal Council, he's not going to see that immunity necklace there. So it'll be interesting to see if he outs Henry on it eventually. Or he, once again, like Henry's intentions, I assume, uses that information to create a close alliance with Henry. Good point. But... It is crazy because this idol, this is perfect, and I love what they've done, is created an idol that's good for the first three tribal councils. Because now, basically, next time Henry goes to tribal, he plays this idol. Okay, my question is, which I'm still sort of confused about, is it just the first three tribal councils that, like, happen? Or is it the first three tribal councils that the owner of the immunity idol goes to. That's a good point. I think it's actually the first three that happen. Okay. Because I remember from Island of the Idols with Kelly's idol, it was the first, like, three um, immunity things. I mean, not immunity. The first three tribal councils she went to. But the way that they were describing it on All Stars is just the first three in general. So I'm still sort of a bit confused on that. Yeah, we'll probably get some clarification from that, to be honest. Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, the next time Henry goes to Tribal Council, he'll probably say, oh, I only have one more chance to use this if it's like <laughs> a third Tribal Council. He wouldn't but play he... it from himself, though. That is the thing. I feel like he's not, like, he's going to be on the chopping block, but he's not, he's like, it's just like, goes back to this thing we talked about in cast assessment, where it's physical... You just need these alpha males. Exactly. Which, to be honest, I just want to bring this up quickly because I don't want this to drag on too long. But about the other tribe, David, Lockie, Matt, what do you reckon about that whole alpha male Tarzan saying who is the alpha male, yet it was clearly David. Like, they were making it out like David is the popular one. It was clearly David. I mean, with Lockie, you just had him, like, barking orders. With Matt, you just had him by himself. And then with David, you were just seeing snippets of him, you know, flirting with Flick, flirting with Phoebe, flirting with Tarzan. I just loved the David content we got. It is what we needed. And the fact is, we didn't need... This is what I was scared about, like, an overload of David confessionals. But it wasn't that. We actually just got, like, him being featured... Exactly. With like not too many confessionals and that iconic. This is going to be iconic and I want this to be an alliance and make it to the end game. The Golden God and the Silver Prince. David yes. and AK. <laughs> David yes. and AK. That is what we want to see. And maybe hopefully they give a title to Tarzan, because I want Tarzan, David, and AK to align with each other. So it'll be like Stealth R Us, but the cool version. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly it. But from those first three um, people trying to claim, you know, to be the leader, 
Who do you think goes first, either Matt, Lockie, or David? Matt. I think Lockie. Okay, interesting, interesting. David, for me, goes the furthest. And based on that first episode, it looks like he's either going to be a big pre-merge player and goes before pre-merge, or David outlasts a lot of people, especially on his tribe. Um, because that's the way it edited David, which does make you think who is second in those alpha male pecking order. Is it Lockie or Matt? That's why I'm saying Lockie lasts longer than Matt, because Lockie is technically second in that pecking order, I would argue. In saying that, you, it's unpredictable. It's it's hard to... It's interesting your opinion on that, because I have the opposite opinion thinking Lockie's first just because he was the one that just didn't get the confessional. That's true. Because if he's going to go early, then I don't know. It's very interesting. Who knows what Survivor does? But I feel like if David was the first one to go, I think we would have seen more of him tonight. Like, let's say yeah, if he was pre-merged. That's, that's what I'm saying. I feel like he's going to make Endgame because they were editing it like that. But obviously that's just me being optimistic as well because I love David. But I think after that first episode, David goes far. Because if he was a pre-merge boot, let's face it, we would have gotten a lot more David content tonight. I mean, last It's not night. just that, though. I feel as well, like, you're right, but I feel like they edited it subtly. Sub- yeah, exactly. Like, sub- like, you know how um, they kind of did with Peer last season? Yeah. And Jericho, you give them yes. enough of an edit where they're significant, but they're not, like, right in your face. You That's had people like thinking. Michelle and Henry right in your face. Pe- yes. Uh, specifically Henry. And it just feels like Henry is going pre-merge now based on just this overload of Henry. Exactly. And Which the thing actually- is, right, I saw, I came to the realisation just now with Pia, you never really got Pia herself. You got others talking about Pia saying, Oh, she's the smiling exactly. assassin. What are we going to do? With Jericho, he was like, oh, he's just Jericho. Jericho is cool and fun, but you didn't get Jericho himself being the center of the show. Until but then with tonight's episode, like last night's episode, yes, you had David, not necessarily David being the focal point, but you had many others talking about David. Exactly. That's what Which, I noticed as well. Because, yeah, because like with Henry... He was the focal point entirely of himself. He was talking about himself, whereas no one was really you... talking about him. It's alarm bells, isn't it? It rings alarm yes. bells. It does ring alarm bells. Which is frightening because I love the Zen Hen, but... Exactly. So it's I good think... for us for being David if we... Now, the thing is, I sort of wanted to mention as well a bit later. I don't know if it's too soon, but... I want. I definitely want to talk about Nick at one point because I sort of noticed something that I think may affect the season with Nick, especially. Because... Yeah, well, I'm happy to go on to that, but I just want to quickly say, talking about the way people edited, uh, Jackie and Moana not getting a confessional, interesting. Um but I feel like that is an end game thing because they don't need to build up their stories yet. Exactly. They're obviously not on the chopping block anytime soon, I feel. I could be wrong. 
I, we could what? be getting a contenders get females edit like last season. But exactly. that being absolutely invisible last episode makes me think that the editing does not need to focus on, on them right now. But it it also, not seeing Phoebe also made me think, hey, maybe yeah. Phoebe goes deeper because yeah, no exactly. Maybe they That's just good. don't need to see it. Like, Just remember, and- Dean had zero confessionals in the first two episodes and he came second. Oh, in Island of the Idols, yeah. In Island of the Idols. And from from what we're sort of predicting, that makes me worry about Michelle. Look, and we did talk about this in the cast assessment. Hint, exactly. hint, go go listen if you haven't already. Go listen. But <laughs> we talked fact, about it. Michelle. The fact, exactly. The fact that we didn't have people talking about Michelle, but Michelle just talking about Michelle, and the fact that we had Lee... Vote for Michelle makes me think there was a lot more to it, which I did find out there was. So and I yeah, am worried for Michelle. And if you've seen the sneak peek of tonight, you've got people talking about Shawnee. Yes. And about how she's a PA, but you don't actually have Shawnee talking about it. Again, makes you think. Exactly. It makes long you think. Game. Is she going also, long game? It's basically making other players bring this person up while you're giving enough edit to the players that could be going early. Yeah. And Have like just... Nick, Nick's having that confession, which we should talk about. Nick, go go ahead yes. and talk. I want to hear what you what you have to say. Okay, Nick is doing everything right at the moment. He is playing because with season one, you don't know how the projection is going. Oh to be. my goodness, he perfect right last exactly. night. Sorry to interrupt, but like he literally corrected his mistakes. He exactly. said to Henry, "Do not like play hard." Pl- too early. Yeah, like, dude, calm the fuck down, man. <laughs> it's day two. Yeah, go on. That's exactly what I was thinking, though. Because I was like, he's literally, from day, if he continues that, then once, like, like I said, wink, wink, watch our cast assessment, he is going to go far. He is going to have a great time in this game because Nick has now seen who, it's the same archetype, pretty much, of all Survivor winners. Under the radar, for pretty much the whole entire time, because it is 50 days. That extra 11 days makes a massive difference, okay? Yeah, it does, it does. You in can't fact, get a Tony winner in Australian Survivor. Yes. And if we get someone like a David or a Nick or a Henry win this game, it will be just like, perfect. Amazing, and we possibly may, might not ever see it again. But the fact that Nick has... Because I remember season one, oh my God. Way too much, way too early. It's way too many lies already. He already got himself stuck in this web. But now, is he implementing the shield strategy like someone like Jeremy had done Mm. in Second Chances with aligning with Henry as his number one? Because Nick has obviously identified Henry as the biggest, the real threat on that tribe, just like Pia did with Janine. And will Nick try to push him, push Henry onwards for as long as he can, so the limelight remains off him? Well, that's the thing, and I feel like it makes me a bit worried for Harry actually, because if you get rid of Henry, then you've got Harry, who's actually kind of calling the shots from that first episode. Yeah. And once again, just remember, these these guys don't really know the game that the season four players played, except for their placement. So when they hear Harry came third, 
And as I said, wink, wink, cast assessment. When someone says an Australian survivor, I'm came third. With a final two in Australian survivor, the third player is usually the better player of the season and who really should have won. Without seeing anything. If you just hear, I came third, you're shitting yourself. Yeah, we brought this up, actually. It's, it's true. So the fact, with that alone, and with Henry targeting, of course, Harry, everyone's going to catch on eventually, and I'm worried for him. Yeah, and one well, thing, as Henry well, is a bit screwed. Henry, I think he's screwed at this point. If you knew he wasn't going to grab that idol, then why put your vote on Shane? Good point. Because it's obvious that Sean voted for Shane. It's obvious that Shane... Vo- I mean, Sean right, voted, Sean for, voted Harry. for Harry. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. It's obvious that Sean would have voted for Harry. It's obvious that Shane would have voted for Harry as well. So that third person, I wonder who it was. Who was the person... That said, Harry, of course. Henry. He puts himself in a very difficult position. It's a shit... I mean, I like it. It's great TV, but I feel like... Like, did this guy not go in? I feel like he's just gone all trigger-happy and gone, fuck yeah. He's not not learned from season two. (laughs) He's literally... He has as well, because he wanted to find that idol and play it day one. See, because he's scared of putting it to waste. So he was like... Dude, I'm going to play this for Shane. That is the I'm difference. not wasting my idol. That is the difference between David Edit and Henry Edit from last exactly. night. David did not go straight out the back. He just did what he knows best. Charm, people, make connections. You know, exactly. I, I just can't, like, I can't see David, like, going anytime soon after that. Like, because he made everyone like him, apart from maybe Daisy. And, I mean... She we does not matter. see Daisy at all. Yeah. That, that was another one we didn't see. Yeah, exactly. But I wanted to make another point with Nick with aligning with Henry. He wants to play under the radar, right? He wants to be the under the radar guy. But when people start to realize that Nick's closest ally and Henry's closest ally are each other, and Henry is this massive, of course, figure, and obviously being very trigger happy, does that make Nick willing to cut Henry sooner rather than later if he wants to remain, I guess, hidden amongst the cast. Yeah, well, well, I feel like Harry, Nick, and Henry would need to, like, team up. They need to team up. They don't have that... They haven't realised that yet, and I guess that's more of a viewing thing. Yeah. Because if I was Nick, especially if it gets worse for Henry, as much as you want to keep him for a shield... Nick will basically be guilty by association, which sort of, that sort of part makes me worry. And so a tribe swap intro- as well. Exactly. You, we know Oz Survivor has the tribe swap every season, so. And that's what I was thinking. You know, with I that expiry. About- we know with the expiry um, immunity idol, how it's only for three tribals. I'm starting to think after three tribals. We will get, get a tribe swap, swap or something. That would be great. And it would be great if Henry did played that and then got swapped into a better tribe because he's screwed if... Look, honestly, I don't think they'll go to tribal tonight. They're advertising this big tribal Wednesday. I feel like he's going to play the idol then and 
Yeah, look, yeah. I agree. I hope we do get a tribe swap after that because then we could see Henry go a bit further. But yeah, it it, it like tribe swaps make me worry about people that are looking comfortable right now, such mm. as the the Knicks, the Davids, even the Phoebes and Flicks, and you know because a tribe swap can screw with the best of players. Yes, yeah. so, but it's how you react. It is how you react. Exactly. But if you're Henry, if you can play this idol for the first three tribal councils, do you play it? Would you play it? Because playing an idol in the first... Puts even a target on your back. Yeah. Like, the first tribal council... Oh, what? Like, what the hell? But then, even with the third, that's way too early putting it... Like, that's a, putting a massive target on your back. Especially if you're saving someone else with it. Yeah, but here's the hypothetical for you. Just say they go into a tribe swap. So, what are we at right now? We're at 24, so 23... And then 22. So we're saying maybe a tribe swap at what? 21. 21. Sorry, yeah. 21. Which would make 11, right? No. That would be uneven. Unless they did three tribes of seven. That's a good point, but I just don't see that happening. Just for editing purposes. Just say it was at 20, though. Yeah. And there is a 5-5 split on one of the tribes where you have a Henry on that tribe. He flips, and then, boom, he might be at the bottom of that alliance. Uh, like, what is it, the other tribe? What's David's tribe? Are they yellow? Yeah, yellow. You say he's with that tribe. I'm going to get the names eventually. I'm not going to try this episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then he could join up with them, and they could just, if they did go to tribal, Henry would be safe until Emerge. Exactly. But that's a big if. That is just a that's big a if. That's a massive. It's a hypothetical. He's just playing way too hard. Um, we are going a bit long, so I do want to bring up the uh, Lee and Michelle thing because I just saw a tweet about Lee. Yes. He just confirmed what happened, and I actually have a bit more respect for Lee for what he said. So apparently, so if you did see, Lee actually put a vote on Michelle last night. It wasn't red, which it should have been red, but, you know, whatever. Lee goes, we we're going to split the vote between Shane and Ms. Michelle, but when we realized Shane and Henry roped in Sean and possibly more, we abandoned the split vote plan to dump them all on Shane. Clearly the message didn't get through to me on time. We have three laughy emojis. Exactly. <laughs> Making Lee literally... <laughs> did no one tell this guy, like, hey, Lee. It makes Lee literally the biggest... Like, look like a massive idiot. What did we talk about Lee the other day? He's just there. He's just <laughs> there. And you know what you know what else I mentioned? Is season one compared to All Stars? Season one is like playing bingo with the elderly. Okay? You're in for a snooze fest. So the problem with Lee is if he wasn't told then on episode one, how much will he struggle? Yeah. <laughs> Bruh. Like Man, okay, I get Colby's here as first villain. He won't be early. Class. He won't be early, early. He's not going to be first five boots. And the reason why is, once again, physical. You don't take out... Look, it happened with season... Uh, like, was it season three where Zach went quite early? That's because the contenders kept losing and he genuinely wasn't helping them. But yeah. you won't see... I don't see a Lockie or a Zach or a even a David who's quite good at challenges... Or a Matt, or who was, um, <clears throat> or yeah, or a Lee going early. Although Lee did suck at the challenge last night. Yeah. 
Yeah, terrible. Was Terrible. Yeah, like I said, but he's basically going to be Colby on Heroes versus Villains. I, I don't see like someone like that going in the first five boots. I can see a Henry in the first five boots because yes, although he is good at challenges, he is like playing way too hard and he's a lot exactly. more strategic than Lee. You don't take out a Lee who has like zero strategy and you need him for challenges. May I just say, imagine Lee's poor ego of getting completely annihilated by the Silver Prince. (laughs) Yes. Can we stick with this nickname for the whole season, please? I'm not even calling him his real name anymore. He's a beast. What did I tell you? I said in the podcast about our cast assessment, I said AK is genuinely good at challenges. Exactly. And then one more thing that I want to say. The one thing that we did hear from Daisy in episode one, I think it was Daisy. If you could eat anyone on the tribe, who would you eat? My girl Daisy says the Silver Prince. Outrageous (laughs) stuff. I want her gone now. No one eats my Silver Prince. What the fuck? But why the fuck? Exactly. How? Why was that even mentioned? Bruh. And the saddest thing is, when she said that, you get this close-up shot of AK looking all sad. And that made me sad, okay? (laughs) I think, you know what? Let's just kick off Daisy for bullying the cast. (laughs) Get it gone. I don't want that toxicity in my life, man. Also, can we talk one quick thing about John? Five minutes to arriving at camp. Oh, my God. God. Hands off, here's the Speedos. We got our John content for the season. Yay! That's it. That's your purpose. Bye-bye, John. And then fucking Matt Rogers going up to John being like, look after her. She's loyal. Yeah, she's loyal as fuck, mate. Don't mess with Shane or you'll be messing with me later. (laughs) What's Matt's reaction tonight, actually, at the reward? Imagine, like, Matt going on this rampage. He's not happy. Like, imagine we get this now, the season arc. Lydia gets stitched, and now it's just Matt getting vengeance for Shane. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, since they voted off Shane, I want to vote off every person on that tribe. Everyone that was responsible for voting for Shane, I want out of here. I don't get why he's... Like, I guess they're friends outside the game, like Sean is, but, like, literally, I... I don't understand why, like, does he not remember Shane won his season? Exactly, yeah. Like, she's loyal, sure, but, like, she'd just become Sandra 2.0 if, like, everyone listened to Matt then, like. Exactly. I think think we pretty much have said everything that we wanted to say, I think. Yeah, pretty much. One thing, let's say, any predictions for tonight, I guess. I'm going to say if it's Yellow Tribe, which I'll remember their name tomorrow, maybe. Pretty much their names are like Lion King-esque. <laughs> yeah. I'll say if it's Yellow Tribe going to Tribe, which is probably most likely because that's usually how Oz Survivor works. It's one tribe and the other. I would say that, unfortunately, it might be our boy Jericho. Yes. They do say but... a blind side is on the right horizon though I, I can't see like maybe who else on that tribe 
Um, I'll say for Green Tribe, it'll be either a, a, a Michelle or a Sean. I think if it's Green Tribe going, it's Michelle. Yeah. Yellow Tribe, Jericho. But if anyone was to survive that first vote as a winner, it's Jericho. Yeah, for sure. And you got to remember, the only thing... I think... I feel like Shane may have not even been the first vote because if she just didn't play so hard off the gate... She was just dumb, wasn't she? Like, Ah. if she... Like, it would be interesting to see... Well, in another alternative world and reality, if Shane wasn't obviously looking for idols, if they just wouldn't have worried about her and just not her not just being brought up. It's funny the tribe divisions actually seeing the likes of uh, Harry on a different tribe as David. They're actually protecting each other. Like yeah. they they don't want to put David and Harry on the same tribe, do they? Like, but it's interesting. I forget, like it's interesting to then see John and Abby on the same tribe as Harry. That is true, and and oh, that John comment about how he's like uh, Harry's not that trustworthy. Basically, he said it to his face. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I remember that little. We actually got a lot of John Tent. We got a lot of John Tent, considering he had no confessionals. Yeah, once again, he was sort of just there yeah. in the presence. <laughs> But oh, like, another John mid-merged fucking edit coming up again. Yeah. Is there really any... Do you have any thoughts about anyone else from that episode? Because oh, I feel really. like we covered pretty much everyone. Yeah. Except, um... Maybe, I guess... Uh, like, no, nah, I think we pretty much covered everything in that episode. Pretty much. Well, I guess that wraps it up. Uh, thanks, Ethan, for joining me. Yep, pleasure to be, be here, back. per usual. He'll be back, for sure. Probably mm-hmm. next week. Or earlier. Amen. Amen, sister. Uh, I'll be joined again for episode two recap by someone else. And keep going with these episodes. Hope you enjoy the season and hope you enjoy tonight. I sure am looking forward to it. Oh, so am I. So am I. Hopefully we get some more Silver Prince content, please. Yes, Silver God, Prince. God and the Silver Prince make look. If they both make merge, I'll just be satisfied. I still have to send um the Silver Prince my chicken idol, actually. <laughs> yeah, true. All right, all right, all right. Let, let's end on that note. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Right. Have guys enjoy the episode tonight, and hope you've stuck around and listened to this. Bye. If you, have, if you have, message me or comment, and I'll send you a free sticker. I'm not kidding. Hey, even message me if you want to talk to me, like, you know, at Ethan Stockett, you know, go looking around for me, hit me up. <laughs> All right, you, big boy. I'll send you two stickers. How How about that? <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. I'm Eli. This is Ethan. Peace. Bye-bye. Out.